Welcome in to DTC, the LP and FP edition. It is a misery Sunday, and it's not even because the Redskins lost the game. The Redskins came in today playing Houston, an AFC uh, opponent who ultimately the Redskins had a two-game lead in the division. And today's game, while it's you know it, it mattered, I think Thursday's game is more important. But what happened today was was even more devastating. The Alex Smith injury, and we'll get into all of that. But uh, joining me on the podcast, FP, uh, can you set the stage for our listeners or where we're at? We are currently sitting in my basement, my Redskins shrine, helmets everywhere, flags everywhere, memorabilia everywhere. Um, you can see all the, the Redskin greats hanging up on this alumni weekend. Um, it's, it's, a sad, it's a sad afternoon for sure that your, your, your captain and your leader kind of went out the way he did with the injury that he did and on the anniversary of Theismann's injury. So it, it's, it's sad for sure. Look, I mean, we've seen plenty of injuries in our day, right? Like, like as of recent, the Gordon Hayward injury, the Paul George injury. Some of these injuries are really bad. There's the one uh, college basketball dude, I think it was from Duke or something. Anyways, we've seen a lot of injuries, but man, Alex's his ankle looked horrible. Jay Gruden already diagnosed it, or I guess re- released the information about a, f- a broken tibula and fibula. Um, either way, Alex is in the hospital, probably already under the knife um, with some serious surgery. I, I don't think this is an injury that's um, season long. I think this is going to go into the off season. This may go into, you know, preseason, the beginning of next season. I want to kind of take it from here and say, where do the Redskins go? Colt McCoy came in. And he actually played played like Colt McCoy does. But one thing we know with Colt is consistency is not the name of his, his game. Where well, do you take it from here? I, I will say, so it's very hard to look for a silver lining. But if it's anything, it's that this front office uh, front office, and, and the Redskins in general knew that they needed to lock up Colt McCoy sign him to an extension, keep him here because you need a solid backup quarterback. And what better than a backup quarterback that's been in Gruden's system um, for, what, five years now, something like that? Yeah, he, mm. he knows the system and he can run it well. And he's come in, um, what was it, the one year, um, was it Cousins got injured? Well, He, uh, he came in into Dallas. And, uh, yeah, he and had, had the amazing game. comeback against Dallas. And it's just sort of fitting that he, he gets to face Dallas again. Um, on with his first start, Colt McCoy is a good quarterback. He got drafted in the first round. He's he's a solid guy, and he knows the system inside and out. And don't forget that he probably has that much more chemistry that we've been waiting for Alex to develop with these receivers that we currently have on the field. So I'm not worried about the offensive production with all of this. Gruden knows Colt's strengths. Colt knows the system. He knows the players. And if anything, the defense is going to continue to rise and and make life easier for Colt. Um, But it's just, it's a sad day. You never want to see your starting quarterback get hurt and go out the way that he did. It was gruesome. If you guys didn't see the video, watch it on your own time if you can. It's gruesome. It was so bad. It was censored from TV. You can only find it on Twitter. Yeah, they, they didn't replay it after they showed it because it was so so bad to see um but the 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 part that hurts the most is before that injury 
Alex was doing all right. He had two picks. One went to the house for 101 yards. But the offense was clicking. And the passing game, importantly, was clicking. And Mo Harris and Trey Quinn was back. And, and all these guys came back and they were clicking. And that's the part that hurts the most. Is It looked like Alex finally got to the point where everything was working. And then you hit the injury. Yeah, that that's the horrible. This was clearly his best game of the year, um, and for him to go out like that on a, on a kind of a fluke play, right? I mean, he was what ten, fifteen yards behind the line of scrimmage, just pedaling backwards, and uh, just that ankle buckled the wrong way. Um, ho- horrible play. I mean, and you, you can see the amount of respect that Alex Smith commands from the rest of the league. You had Houston Texans players on their pat in his head. Obviously, the Redskins. I think they came back and they played um, a, a little bit for him, but ultimately couldn't get the win. Uh, I guess Colt McCoy is going to be the, the QB from here on out. Let me ask you: I, I mean, do you bring somebody in? There's like people like Sam Bradford who's available, or do you kind of stick it with Colt? Bring somebody in who can, I guess, come in in a pinch as a backup. Well, I, I think the names being floated around are Sam Bradford, like you said, Paxton Lynch. We we worked him out earlier in the year. Um, I think Matt Moore is another name being floated around. TJ Yates, yeah. Kellen Clemens. Isn't Kellen Clemens like 65 years old? Isn't he retired by now? Something like that. He can't be worse than Derek Anderson. But uh. <laughs> hey, Derek Anderson started a game. Brandon Silvers, I'm not even sure who he is. Riley Ferguson. And then you have the, the PR choice that, that everyone's going to mention, which would be Cap. But No way. Yeah, we're not going to welcome that circus in. Um I'll, I'll gladly pass on that. <laughs> but I think the point is, I think you go with Colt for the rest of the year. And, hey, Nick Foles won a Super Bowl last year. Nick Foles is is a jag. Okay? Yeah, well, and so it, it really shows that, to me, it's more about the system that Gruden runs, the offense that he runs. And Colt can actually run that offense. I don't know what, exactly what his numbers are. We'll pull that up in a second. But I thought he looked pretty good. He made some plays when he needed to. Um Ultimately, the defense really didn't hold down their own in the second half today. Yeah, I mean, they gave up 139 yards rushing, 181 yards passing. Um, you they, didn't, you didn't hear Demaris Thomas's name called a lot. You, you heard no. Hopkins, but not that much. I mean, it, it, it was it was more of the run game. It was an up and down game for both teams from the start. Right, two turnovers on our side, three on Houston's side. We won the time of possession, but. It, it was an up-and-down game from the start, even before the Alex injury. Um, like I said, Houston came out, scored, and everyone's like, oh, man, Redskins can never overcome um, being from behind. And then all of a sudden, we drive the field, we get a touchdown, and then it, it was an up-and-down game the whole time, and we rallied. I mean, this this is a loss that I can accept that much more than the Colts, the Saints, or um, the Falcons. The Falcons. This this is a loss that it's not. It's devastating in different terms. It's devastating because of the injury, and you lose on a sixty-three yard field goal attempt. Um, I can accept that loss. It's better than being blown out. Well, okay. So let's talk about the game. The sixty-three yard um, field goal try. I personally, there was eight seconds on the clock. You were at the 50. I would have taken one more shot to get just that five yards closer, uh, a quick outrun. And I mean, you, you, I guess it was, was it fourth or third down? It was fourth. It was, it was fourth and 10. Yeah, it was fourth so and you 10. Needed so to you, you got to go past the 10. You needed a, a 10 that. yard plus play at the, at the sideline. But I mean, 
you also have Dustin Hopkins, and yeah, and but he's but you didn't have himself. Dustin Hopkins at one hundred percent, right? Right. You had but, him at 60, 70, 80 maybe. I, but Gruden said it in the presser. Hopkins said, "I think I can make it." Hopkins has not given you a reason to doubt him all year. I can understand why Gruden said, "Okay, let's go out and try it." It was just as risky as anything else. I mean, there's really no non-risk choice to make. Um, unfortunately we were put in that position because of some BS holding call on Josh Norman. Um, and not to harp on Josh Norman, but there's a lot of times that he gets those BS calls and that's something that needs to be cleaned up, especially now when you have Colt and, and you have this offense that kind of has to kick it into a different gear. You can't have any sloppy mistakes anymore. You well, can't afford them. Well, really when you're Josh Norman and you have that reputation of being talkative and, being a chippy kind of guy, you're going to get those calls against you every once in a while. And today's clearly wasn't the right call. I, I think the league will come back and actually admit to that and say, you know, this we we messed it up. It, there was not a hold there. Um, that could have potentially changed the outcome. But ultimately, I think the defense didn't actually play well enough to win this game. Um, when the offense put up some points... Um, uh, yeah, I don't know. It's hard they, to say. They, didn't, was, what, they didn't They didn't play a bad game. They you have to play. remember, Houston six-game win streak is not easy in the NFL. And they have a, a, high, a high-ish high powered offense. Um, you kept Deshaun Watson kind of in check, at least with his mobility. You got the turnovers. Lamar Miller kind of gashed you up the middle. And, and Alfred Blue got his yards. But all in all, you didn't really have like a big explosive play except for that touchdown that got returned on us. Um but all I mean, the defense did their their job to the best that they could, given the circumstances and and how often they were on the field. Because we came out there and we sputtered early on offense. We had two quick three and outs to start the game. It it's it it was just not. I I, I can't put it on the defense this game. The defense, they were not. They did not play a plus game right and and that was what was needed for them to win i think they played like more of like a b minus c plus just a little bit above average yeah i think there was three turnovers Uh, unfortunately the the offense didn't take care of what they needed to do and convert on those turnovers but the defense no one really played a plus ball today yeah but offense defense you can even throw special like we were saying nobody can really be blamed for the loss so like that Saints and Falcons game where you're like, the defense didn't show up at all. Nobody can really be blamed for this loss. It was a team loss, and it was a good team rally to to get it back as close as you did with a quarterback change and coming over, coming over the adversity. But moving forward, there there's some positives, right? Trey Quinn, he looked good in the slot. You're going to get Trent Williams back, which makes Adrian Peterson look a little bit sharper against the Cowboys hopefully they have a good defense um Vernon Davis had some drops that sucked um but hopefully he can get that fixed up Jordan Reed looked good and he was connecting with Colt seven for 71 for Jordan Reed probably his best game of the year Michael Floyd had two uh receptions or Doxon made some some monster catches that shouldn't have been made Um, the offense was starting to click and it's, it was starting to click a little bit before the Alex Smith injury. And then also I thought when Colt came in, the offense started to click a little bit. The offensive line did okay. I didn't think they did excellent. Again, they they didn't do horrible. They did okay. But 
Um, I think Adrian Peterson needs a better offensive line to run behind. I don't think Adrian Peterson has got the burst and the speed that he once did when he was in his 20s. I mean, it's clear, he still, has his, line. It's clear he still has his jump cut. But yeah, I mean, when you put Trent back in that line, it, it obviously is going to make it better for him to get his running. But going against the J.J. Watt and the Clowney, the, the line didn't do bad. I mean, yes, there was pressure. Obviously, that pressure caused Alex to get hurt. But they didn't do – they weren't getting beat play after play after play. Um, and and that's exactly the kind of performance I would expect to see from kind of this patched-together O-line. They they held their own. And, and the offense, as we said, it looked like it was clicking. And that's a testament to the O-line and, and how much they're working overtime to, to make sure that they're gelling together, not making any boneheaded mistakes. And, and if I'm not mistaken, I don't think we had that many boneheaded mistakes from O-linemen, not that many holding penalties today. No, overall, I would say the, the team as a whole was, again, mediocre. I guess maybe a little bit above mediocre, but in my mind, it wasn't really about today. I came into today knowing that a loss is, is very potential. It's very possible. Um, to me, it's about getting ready for Thursday, and I think they... Did the right move by sitting Trent for today and getting him trying to get get him ready for Thursday against the Cowboys. Because you go into Dallas and you get a win there, you're back up two full games over Dallas. Um, and potentially what happens, we'll see what happens with the Eagles and Saints this afternoon. But I, I don't expect the Eagles to win. Um, so you will really have a, a pretty solid lead in the NFC East if you go into Dallas on Thursday and win. Which was way more important to me than getting a win against an AFC team. I, I will say this. I mean, we've seen quarterback change mid-game depending on, like, for the duration of a season a couple times now, right? When RG3 got hurt and Kirk came in, he was an unknown. And everyone's like, oh, my God, what's going to happen? And then he dealt with his his Kirk Cousin things, which was being kind of loose with the ball and turning it over. And then when Kirk was officially the starter and he would go out, Colt would come in. And the thing is, Every time Colt came in, you were nervous, but you were also kind of calm in that situation, right? Because you're like, he knows the system. He's he's not really known to be uh, like a Ryan Fitzpatrick gunslinging loose cannon. Um, he he would be the equivalent to me. He would be the equivalent of like a Ty Seki coming in after Trent Williams. Yeah, it's not what you want, but you're not really upset at the the switch. That that's an excellent comparison. He's been in the system for five years, and, and there's a reason why the Redskins went out and signed him to a, an extension this or, or whatever whatever contract they gave him this offseason because he's a known commodity. He knows how to run the Gruden system. Um, so let's put Houston behind us. Any more thoughts on Houston? Do, do we want to do game balls? No, I, I, I will say the secondary, they held uh, Hopkins to like 50-something yards and one touchdown. And he is a huge threat as a receiver and he's having a, a a great year so far and to hold him to 50 something yards and a touchdown to me that's not bad um could it have been better yes but it it wasn't a bad outing from the defense and the secondary yeah I, and i would give a game ball to jordan reed again seven for 71 easily his best game of the year i do want to see an explanation on the the first alex smith interception where Jordan Reed went one way, Alex threw the other way, and it was a pick six. Yeah, it was horrible. Like a, a stop route, that, and that was that was probably a turning point in the game because if you actually think about it, the Redskins were potentially going to go up fourteen to ten, and at the worst case scenario, ten to ten, and then it went six the other way. So, um, point is, game ball to Jordan Reed. Um, 
Any call outs? Do we do we do any call outs? I mean, I kind of already did it, but Vernon Davis with the the two huge drops, he he kind of left about 30, 40 yards on the field. Um, you can't have that from a veteran, especially one that at that time, because it was Alex on the ball that has that sort of connection, right? You can't leave yards on the field, um, not with this offense. And and we'll see what it looks like going forward with Colt, but we are not a, an offense that that can leave yards on the field. Yeah, that that's fair. Um, any other callouts? Maybe Michael Floyd, the the one where uh, he couldn't hold onto the ball out of bounds. But that was also a questionable, is it a catch or no catch kind of thing. The, I don't really have callouts. I mean, somber Sunday. You're, you're kind of even keeled with it. I mean, what about Josh Norman? You, Again, you, you had the one touchdown on him where he almost got a got a hold of that, it, that and was, then the hold. That was more play calling on Houston, right? They they ran they ran a, a route switch and the receivers switched routes, and you're gonna get caught up on that. And that's that's a like a coachable moment. But again, that wasn't really he didn't jump a route, he didn't do anything wrong. He just they they called a great play. I mean, again, the whole team. From top to bottom, coaching was on point. Offense was on point. Defense was on point. They they didn't do anything to lose the game. They didn't do enough to win the game. And that's why you have a loss where you're you lose 24-21 and and or 23-21. And you're just kind of you just kind of say, okay, let's let's move on to Dallas. That's really the only thing you can harp on is is let's move on to Dallas. Yeah. So um, how do you move on to Dallas knowing that one, you've got a lot of injuries. You still have Crowder who's injured. You still have um, Trent who's coming back. I mean, I think he tried to play today, but when you got a cast on your hand and co- completely covering your thumb, you, you can't really hold somebody. So that, that's going to be tough for him to play. Um, who else you got? It's Chris Thompson, who knows what that injury is like. Quentin Dunbar. I mean, how bad is this nerve? Yeah, like you I mean, don't know. So there's a lot of question marks going into Dallas. So what would be a winning formula in Dallas? And of course, knowing it's Thanksgiving, knowing everyone is watching. I my winning formula because Dallas has a pretty good front seven uh, defense. It's going to be getting the passing game going, and I and I think Colt will do just enough to make that happen. Um, Colt with the Troy Quinn, Colt with Jordan Reed, Colt with. Uh, Maurice Harris, who's been stepping up big time. I think if you attack their that soft zone in, in the Dallas defense and you kind of move the ball that way, you need to do that first before you can go back to the ground and pound of Adrian Peterson. We know the key to winning is always running the ball with Adrian, but you, you're, we're going to have to open it up by showing that we're going to be able to pass the ball a little bit. And then that once that opens it up and Adrian takes over, then that's how we'll, we'll win out this game. I don't know. I think you kind of go back to the basics and you go to the Adrian Peterson ground and pound show. And then you let Colt be Colt because he's had success in Dallas. He's had success in this offense. Um, I think you, you start with Adrian Peterson and then you spread the ball around. So, and so you're saying run it run it first and make it easier for Colt. I'm saying pass it first, make it easier for Adrian. Yeah, I, I say run it first and then also stopping the run on the other side of the ball. I mean, you bottled up Ezekiel Elliott a few weeks ago. If you can do it again, I mean, obviously they didn't have Amari Cooper then. They have him now. I'm not sure he's going to be that much of a difference maker. That's a good but, point. But you stop Ezekiel Elliott, make them one-dimensional, and um, take your chances with a Greg Stroman on, um, you know, I guess, uh, who's their number two guy? I don't even know. 
Yeah. Norman would shadow Cole uh, Beasley is really yeah. their number two guy. But he's their slot guy, so right. you have on Moreau. Either way, I'm not scared. Gallup. Of, I'm I think not Gallup sc- is uh, the number Gallup, two guy. Yeah. I'm not scared of the, the Dallas offense. I'm not even scared of the Dallas defense. I'm not scared of anything about Dallas. I think the Redskins easily can bounce back, um, get a win, go to uh, what seven wins. I think that'll be huge for the team. I think that'll be a huge confidence booster, and it really set them apart in the NFC East. I I will say one thing I'm looking forward to is even today with with Colt coming in, we kind of let him run the ball and show his mobility off, and I kind of want to see that happening against the Dallas game. It's another – Alex had the mobility. We weren't utilizing it. For whatever reason, when Colt came in, I don't know if it was his own decision or Gruden, but – Sometimes he would tuck and roll out, and and it worked. I mean, Colt, you got to get better at sliding, buddy. I mean, you're you're looking kind of RG three esque when you when you kind of just fall to the ground. But I, I'd like to see something that other teams aren't prepared for, and that's the the silver lining with Colt is there's really no game film on him. Well, no recent game film. There's plenty of game film on him in recent in, with with in this squad. Browns, yeah. Recent with this squad. And the one thing to realize with um, Colt is uh, he hasn't been able to stay healthy on the field um, when he has had that chance to don't, play. Don't put the bad juju out. Well, no, there. I'm just saying. I mean, don't don't put the bad juju out there. Last thing we need. Juju. Last thing we need is Sam No Ankles Bradford coming in or No Knee Bradford. If that's who we get, I don't I don't really know, but. I I believe in Colt. I trust in Colt, and I think the the whole story of this podcast right here is Alex get well soon. Hopefully, you come back next year, um, and you and you you be the guy that we know you can be. And Colt, now it's your turn. Rise to the occasion. Make us proud. Yeah, yeah. We got to back Colt. I mean, as DC sports fans, as Redskins fans. It's really next man up. Doesn't matter, you know, how it happened or whatever it is. I think it's time for the fans to just embrace Colt and you know support the team. It'll be interesting to see what the the people calling for Colt before this injury say now, because I, like, what do they do if they're not happy? Who do, who do they call for if they're not happy? I mean, it's I like think, the same I think, pocket of fans that just yeah. call for the next guy because they're not happy with the current guy. Right. It's the same fans who called for RG3 while Kirk Cousins was here. It's the same fans who who called for Kirk you know, while RG3 was here. Yeah, playing. exactly. So uh, I, I don't believe any of that stuff. And then also, where's people's faith in the, the coaching staff and the organization? Do you really think that you as a, as a fan of a team knows better than the people who see them day in and day out every day for 365 days a year? I don't think so. This just doesn't make any sense. But, you know, on, on to Dallas week. Um, you go you go Dallas and then you go, what, 11 days or so? So it's kind of like a mini buy because you don't play till the Monday right. after. And you get the prime um, time with Philly. Yeah. So you get a little bit of chance to, to freshen up and to hopefully come back from some of these injuries. Hopefully we see Trent on the field. Hopefully Crowder can come back sooner rather than later. And Chris Thompson. I think that'll make all the all the difference on this offense personally. Any other thoughts, FP? None here. I mean, as long as the fans remember, six and four is not a bad record. Um, you're still first in the East. The Redskins still have a fantastic defense. Um, don't lose faith in this team. That's all I got to say. Yeah, and don't lose faith in um, the defense 
the, the coaching of the defense, the offense, the coaching of the offense. I, I think this team has got a little bit more depth. That would be the team. No, I, I, well, that's what I just said. Thanks, though. Well, you can lose faith in Dan because <laughs> that's the team, and I don't think anyone here has any faith in Dan. Hey, the crowd didn't look awful today. They they got they got riled up. They were shouting shouting defense when they needed to. Who knows how many of that was from the free tickets? Yeah, they're giving away free tickets. I mean, look, if if you had a free ticket, would you have gone? Mm, That's too cold. I'm kind of a D-bap when it comes to that. I'm not not worth it for me. You're a D-bap when it comes to that? Yeah. No, you're just a B. Anti, anti D-bap. Anti (laughs) D-bap. I think that's enough for us. It's been fun. Um, You you know, we'll see what happens on Thursday. I think that the outlook is still... um, there's still stuff to look up to. Yeah. I mean, again, this team is good. Not great, but it's good, and they're good enough to make a push. Good enough to win the NFC East. Good enough to win the East. For LP, for FP, this has been DTC. We are out.